Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people all over the world. Join hands, love train. We're back. brief break uh Very let's brief. talk about what happened over the break yes let's um so over the break um it was married at first sight episode what what was the episode episode 11 episode 11 i think it was i can't remember what it was called doesn't matter however on that episode that was the episode after the anniversaries mm-hmm. and dr pepper was just doing her check-ins with everyone you know it's seeming to me that each expert has uh, a um, maybe like a two check-in maximum with each couple. Oh, that was um, her. I'm glad we missed that. Y'all know I don't really care for Dr. Pepper or Pastor yeah. Cal. So. Yeah, I think Pastor Cal's already done his this season, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. I think so. Um, and so this was Dr. Pepper's check-in. Um, all I got from it, she checked with Sasha and Nate. They were all happy, cheery, cheery. <laughs> they have consummated their marriage. Woo! Um, and so Sasha's feeling better about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindy and Miguel exchanged the I love you's at some mm-hmm. point, not during their meeting with her. I think it was after, but during they were kind of like, we haven't said that yet. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen and Mitch. Oh, this was also the, this might've been a good episode to watch. Uh, this was the episode where they wrote the letters to their younger selves. Oh, yeah, you so, know I don't. You know I don't like that episode. So I was <laughs> very happy that we skipped it. I hate those letters. Oh, yes. okay. Well, Kristen <laughs> felt like she understood Mitch a little bit better after hearing his letter to himself, oh, his what did he say? Self. I don't know. <laughs> this was just in the, in the recap of the recap. Wow. Um, I think stuff about like his dad dying young, mm-hmm. or like when he was younger, and him like trying to navigate. They were looking at like pictures. Of him as a child, and he was like, "This was like kind of right for my dad. Dad looked a little more sad, oh, stuff my God. like that." Mm-hmm. And then, let's see. I guess we'll do Morgan and Ben first. Um, ben read his letter to Morgan. She sat there and listened to it. When it was her turn, she said she wasn't going to do hers because she doesn't feel comfortable opening up to him. <laughs> she feels like every time she's been open or deep with him, it's been used against her, and she walked Shut out on up. him. No one cares. Her. On another note. Alexis and Justin, um, <laughs> part of this episode, like when they read those letters to the younger selves, is they go to like their childhood home or childhood place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Justin took Alexis to this park that he used to go to when his okay. brother was raising him. Can we pause right there? So is he saying that he grew up in San Diego? No, I don't think so. He was in Alabama. Until his brother started raising him. He said when he was like 13. So he moved to San Diego when he was 13. I think so. So he was like, he said he was 13, his brother was 19, oh and he was God. supposed to be like in the house when the streetlights came on. They were sharing a bed because I guess, I don't know where he was living. Sharing a bed? Did he explain like what led to those circumstances? I would have to watch more closely. Um, but fact of the matter is they showed up Good. in this park and Justin was saying, like, when his brothers took over the raising of him, his brother would always, like, when Justin would have questions about things or whatever, his brother would always say, figure it out, like, figure it out. And he was mm-hmm. talking about his brother used to spank him. 
like old fashioned spanking, which I call I would call a beating. I mean, that's what I used to say when I was little. Like, he got like a with a paddle or like a switch? Is that what he says? He didn't specify instrument, um, <laughs> but he said old fashioned spanking. Which I mean, that could be a lot of things. That could be a paddle. That could be anything. I mean, we, I never had a paddle in my house, but we had tools that could be used against you. So his brother used to. His, his brother, brother would was administer spanking these? him at okay. when he was like thirteen, I guess. Like when he wouldn't do things right, or if he wasn't, he needed to be like in the house when the streetlights came on. He was going through a lot, so. Um, but he was essentially saying his brother would always, like, tell him to figure stuff out, and mm-hmm. so he was like, "It helped me grow, though." And Alexis was like, "Well, how did it help you? Gr- like, what did you learn from like the spankings, or how did it right. help you grow?" And he was like, "Well, like." I wish he would have, like, gone about it in a different way, but I feel like it taught me to, like, figure things out. Which to me, it was like, you know, this is how he thought he was doing this whole Newton situation, like, figuring stuff out on his own without really seeking support. Oh, so interesting. Okay. That was really interesting. The other thing about Alexis and Justin, when Dr. Pepper came to their apartment, um, she was asking, you know, what's going on? Justin kind of deferred to Alexis about mm. like tell her baby what's going on duh, duh, duh. Mm. and so apparently homegirl at the kennel um <laughs> called justin and told him he don't need to come get his dog he just needs to leave her there because she is not picking up on that she's not responding to whatever they're, however they're trying to train her she's not responding to it she's still aggressive and attacking dogs and so she's gonna stay there and work on the farm now did i miss anything with that part because I have questions about how it all works, but did I miss anything in the back um, backstory of them? So I think the specific words were she was not responding to the treatment and that it might be best for her to stay longer on the farm. But if things don't work out, then perhaps to just um, move forward in his life and to not really like think about the dog. So. Now, okay, so that, and that's what she's. That's not what I'm saying. Y'all. That's what uh, old girl Justin or Justine or what? What was this name of this this place? Justin Time. But I think Justin that lady's Time name was like something else. It wasn't a Justin. Yeah, Justin but yeah, else. whatever type of shop this was, that's what I guess was conveyed to Justin. Which, yeah. Okay, I mean, so how would you feel if somebody called you be like, "Don't come get your dog. Just let I, him stay here." So, so many things like this doesn't really make any sense. Um, so I'm going to, I can't even, okay, so this makes no sense because the dog isn't responding to the treatments or whatever. It's like, okay, so then what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. what, like what, what's happening? Secondly, like it, if, if the dog is like administering or showing a lot of aggression, like I, I imagine it might take a little bit longer than two weeks, but then at the same time it shouldn't because it's all about your, um, training techniques and methods Mm -hmm. so i question whether or not a any type of real training was happening and then b how are you allowing this dog to attack other dogs this is a training facility like y'all are dogs that's what i'm saying so like how how is the dog getting out to attack other dogs like that doesn't even make any sense i was like this none of this makes any sense he should have never brought his dog to this chop shop and I just don't, I, I, this is just, he's just so passive. Like, you're allowing this to happen to your dog. Like, this mm-hmm. is not happening to you. Like, you're allowing this behavior. And to me, it just signals, like, you are not, 
I just don't know if he is dominant or aggressive enough to really like take control of his life and like make decisions because the way Mm. he was sitting there on the couch crying about the dog I was like you are your master of your own fate like you can go captain of your soul right like you can go and (laughs) and and change all of these dynamics so I I just don't I just don't know what were your thoughts (laughs) it's it's pretty sad I mean that's it's if somebody told me, why, why, is my dog not, like, no. I need, first of all, I need proof of life. I don't know if he's been over there to see the dog or what. Life. I do. But also, like, like, the type of places that we would bring our dog, like, they would send daily, like, like when, when I sent my dog to a board and train, they sent me daily updates. It was in an app. And so, literally, like, I got footage, videos. Yeah, as you A report should. card. Like, she, I knew everything that was happening. Like, there was never any attacking of dogs. There That's what I'm saying. There's no any... supervision at this hostel of a place. Right. <laughs> but there was never any, oh, well, we're regressing. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I don't like Shut it. Up. I don't like it. And then for him to just be okay, like, you need okay. to go by there and check on your dog. But it just lets us know that, like, why is he so, why is he He's let passive. life happening to him? Like, yeah. it's just, it just feels, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying he's weak, but, like, that type of man is not, Alexis will not respect that type of person. Oh, and that leads not. us, that's, that's going to lead us into this next episode. Yep. There's no respect happening here. And so I can't, I don't know who to fault. Do I fault her? Do I fault him? Because, like, this is what you're doing to your dog. This is your baby. You love her. And you just like, all right, she's she going to stay at the farm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, Poor Justin. Yeah. Just, Before just, we just... jump into this current episode, is anything going on in the streets? Um, honestly, I have not seen much. And I don't know if that's just because I'm in grad school and I'm reading, like, 150 pages a week. Um, You're but. In grad school? Yes. 150 pages a week? We need to talk about that. That was. show insane i don't have time i have to read um so i'm trying to think the only thing i've seen is that Mirla has been posting less you know that's what happens that's probably for the best what happens when you get a gentleman in your life literally all she posts is her workouts and like that's literally it i was like okay (laughs) um but you know who's not not posting less is noi um Mm. you know we still getting her you know footloose fancy free skip to the loo you know on the streets with music in the background. Her and Alyssa have been like hanging out a lot. That's gross. Who's Alyssa? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa's like MAGA. So I'm like, that's who you're hanging out with, Noah? Weird. Interesting. <laughs> um, and then, um, what's his name? Uh, Woody and Amani, um, they went to Napa for her birthday and they had like a paid um, sponsor with American Airlines. Um, they were in first class. I was like, oh, that's cute. I mean, I hate American Airlines, but, you know, do you? Girl. Um, And then I think someone commented on her post about, like, breastfeeding and, like, alcohol. And I was just like, why do y'all offer up these? Mind your own titties. Like, just mind your own business. Like, why do y'all offer up y'all's help? Just stop talking. Everyone stop talking to each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be good. That'd be nice. No one asked you. So, yeah. And that was it. People just can't mind their own beeswax these days. I guess here we are. Unsolicited advice. Like, beeswax. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. 
and Love leave that. my and my breasts are you know my breasts are my breasts like it's just crazy. So yeah, that was about it. Okay, sounds good. So let's jump into this episode. Is episode twelve entitled "Baby Steps," which yeah. Um, we are 18 days from decision day at this point. So far, we're checking in with everyone. It looks like Lindy, or I'm sorry, Miguel has cooked for Lindy yet again. I haven't seen her make a meal, make a meal at all. Um, but hey, I love that for her. I wish that for me as well. Uh, we see Alexis and Justin kissing in the kitchen through their, like, apartment camera, which is interesting. We get a lot of footage of them through their apartment camera. I don't know if no one wants to go over there or what, but I don't know. Stasha and Nate are talking about how they put their fragrances on. Um, Kristen and Mitch are grooming Luna, and we see Ben working out. I didn't see Morgan at all, but Mm-mm. I could have blinked and missed it. Because no, there was no footage. Okay, great, 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 great. Do you want to kick us off with Mitch? No, you kick us off with Mitch. Because I'm already... how she was like, no... <laughs> I've already figured out what I'm doing here. Um, okay. So you take it off with me, okay. please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Trying to pull a fast one on me. <laughs> I thought it would work out. No? It'll work well, out. The way I have my notes set up, it would have worked out. Um, it'll, it'll work out for me. <laughs> no, it would have worked out the way you wanted it to. How? Just the, I think it's the way I have my notes set up. But oh, anywho. maybe. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll do it, and then you can do something else. And then. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we see Mitch. He's FaceTiming his friend Shayna. Mitch has a lot of female friends, apparently, that he's gotten close to in the pandemic or something like that. And he talk, He wants to talk to her because apparently he was making some jokes in the boudoir, and it wasn't appreciated. Uh, Kristen called him out on it, and now he feels insecure about intimacy. Jeez. Oh, um. It's very vague, and he says he doesn't remember what happened, but he says he was just being himself, but now he feels like he has to be, like, serious Mitch during sex and can't be, like, as relaxed as he wants to be. His friend, Shayna, kind of agrees with Kristen and is like, you know, you need to talk to her about it because if someone's making jokes while you're being intimate, it could it would be, like, off-putting, um, which I can agree with. I think, like, especially... They haven't been having sex for very long, but... Mm -hmm. And I think it depends on, like, I don't know. I feel like it depends on the joke. Because, like, sometimes, like, you know, you just want to lighten the mood a little. Like, it's just so Mm -hmm. serious in here. Like, what is this? (laughs) Um, So, I guess to his point... I think that's how Mitch feels. Like, everything is too serious, and he needs to lighten up a bit. But then also, it's like, if she's not feeling... um, if the sex isn't good, then it's just like, you need to spend less time about these jokes <laughs> and more time about something else. So, you know, you never know. I mean, it could be, it could be both like, and or what all. is so fucking funny? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, she basically encourages him to talk to her about it and see what's going on, but we don't get any information as far as what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so then we transition into, I believe this is Nate and Stasha with Dr. Pia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing like this pink and green outfit. Um, I don't really like her outfits. Um, but I mean, it's no, I mean, it's no different than, what was her name? Um, Viv, Dr. Viviana. I don't like oh, her outfits either. Uh-huh. 
Um, so she sits down. Um, she asks how things were, well, how things are. And Sasha says that they were going through an obstacle last time she saw them. And so Nate thinks that it's kind of resolved, um, but still, you know, there's still some things there that need to be um, discussed. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Piwa says she wants to talk about developing trust um, and where they are on the trust front. And Nate says that he wants Stasha to articulate how she is having a tough time trusting him. And he wants her to be clear on what she means by building trust. Sasha says that there aren't a lot of people in her life that she can trust and she has to fact check it. Otherwise, she's, she won't believe it. And so it's not personal to him. It's just how she operates. So then Pia asks if she connects trust with control. And she says, maybe. And she says, <laughs> if she doesn't see it, then how does she know? She says she needs to relinquish some of the control. So Pia Mm. says to come up with an activity where she has to rely on Nate. No input, just go with the flow and trust your husband has your best intentions at heart. And so she leaves and they start looking at like a little packet, I'm sorry, a little basket of things that were left for them. There's like handcuffs and like other random shit. Um, Nate asks if she's going to trust him during this process. And she says, I'll try. And he says, trying is lying. You're going to do it, Nate says. Thoughts? I thought that was an interesting turn of phrase. I was like, hmm. Trying is lying. I was like, that's interesting. But what if mm-hmm. I really am trying? What if you're really lying, though? That's true. Mm. That is true. Okay, Nate. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I think some good points were were brought to the table. Um, it, seemed, it seemed a little like Nate was blindsiding her, I guess, to me, because he was like, well, we talked about the things we want to talk to you about. She wanted to know how to trust. And I just need to know, like, you know, his own interpretation of of the way she processes trust. And that, yeah. it didn't sound like that was something they had talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he just wanted to know, like, I need more information, actually, now that we have someone in here. Um, <laughs> so, like, if you could share, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something else he said. Um, she said something like, if she doesn't see it, then how does she know? And so to me, I wanted to kind of ask her, like, so there is a such thing called faith. Mm, um, <laughs> and so I wonder, because, like, we don't see God. I mean, we don't see, you know, just to, just dealing with religion in itself. I'm not sure if she's a very religious, um, but, like, we don't see him. So I'm just like, I just wonder, like, do, does she connect the two or, like, the whole thing, like, oh, well, I have to fact check it. I, I don't know. I would challenge her on that. But Pia, I guess, you know, she was just like, look, I'm just getting here. And it's early. Yeah. <laughs> just going to go with the flow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, a, I think, a difficult thing. She's, like, coming in and I guess, okay, so the whole point of Dr. Pia being there is to do, like, the sex and intimacy part with, mm-hmm. um, with everyone. But... Because she's just coming on in at any at any given time, she's the only reprieve these people have, and so the things she wants to talk about are not the things they want to talk about necessarily. Um. So yeah, they also get like that little basket where they have activities they're supposed to develop trust with each other. I think you said all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. Um. So it looks like it's my turn again, and Aww. um. I will be bringing to you Alexis and Justin. Um, and and I'm, before you get into it, I will say I knew it was Alexis and Justin when I was watching it because we got some really dramatic 
um, music and the lyrics are from one of my favorite Married at First Sight songs. Hmm. <clears throat> How do we stop the rain from falling? How do we stop the rain from falling? Interesting. You've heard this song elsewhere? They do it every every season when it's Ooh. like seriousness. <laughs> Last season, I think it was um, I think it was uh, Mark the Shark and um, Oh Girl. <laughs> when, oh. when they had any of their scenes, it was the, mm-hmm. the rain from mm-hmm. falling music always came <laughs> on. So there okay. you go. Okay. Interesting catch there. I like that. Um. So, with Alexis and Justin, they are at the kitchen table <laughs> talking about her going out every weekend. Her makeup looks really good. looks like she uh, put her hair in a different style. It also looks like she could mm. be drunk. Uh, Did you like this? Could you describe the style for us? <laughs> well, I couldn't see the back, but it looks like all of the hair was up. And then, like, there was some, um, it was like a dough, like a croissant on the side of her head. <laughs> croissant? <laughs> a croissant? Like one of those really woven, not a croissant per se, but like one of those really woven donuts, like a pastry, like kind of just stuck to her head. That That's has how to she be had her quite braids. heavy, right? I mean, they're the same braid, so I don't know, however she twisted them into that style. But I was like, this is a nice change of pace for me. Um, I mean, anything to cover the edges, clearly. <laughs> We never get the hair pulled back, so. Yeah. Um, So that's what was happening, and Justin is complaining about her going out every weekend, and she's like, you're not fitting to smother me. (laughs) And so then we get a knock on the door, and it is, of course, Dr. Pia, because she has to go to all these places on the same day. That's why she's wearing the same outfit. And each person is just waiting for their turn for her to come. So she somehow is like, it sounds like there was a lot of commotion going on outside. No, she wasn't outside, but we'll play along, Dr. P. Right. You heard a bunch I'm of stuff like, outside the door. What are you talking about? Justin is like, no, I'm just country, so my voice is high, high pitched. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they're downplaying it. They're like, we were just talking. That's how we usually talk. Duh, duh, duh. Um, let's see. So Dr. Pia asked them if there's anything they want to share from their previous conversation. They're like, oh, yes, we would love to talk about it with you. Uh, Justin begins to explain that Alexis is going out every weekend with her friends to the club. And he feels like it's a bit much like it's things single people do, not married people. Mm -hmm. Alexis feels like. There has to be some balance, and she just is not going to be with him 24-7. Like, she should be allowed to go out with her friends. Apparently, last weekend, she was out for an hour and a half um, and came home. So she feels like she's being mindful of, you know, her married status, and she's not staying out all night. She's not going out every night. She just goes out one day on the weekends um, with her, her girlfriends. Alexa says being with her friends brings her joy and that him asking her to not do that feels controlling and manipulative to her. She says she has no idea. She had no idea before this point that he didn't like it. Um, She, I guess, had talked with him about it before and he was like, I want you to go out, have fun. He had okayed it. Dr. Pia says, well, why did you want to get married and what's causing you to remain married? And she says she, she wanted to get married. She knows She's wanted to be married because she's trying very hard with Justin. She's putting a lot of effort here in ways that she traditionally wouldn't. Um, Dr. Pia asks if she's ready to be married to Justin, like specifically. 
And Alexis is like, uh, I don't, I don't think so. So Dr. Pia says, there it is. Then we cut to a commercial break. It's kind of dramatic, but <laughs> cut to a commercial break right after that. We come back. Um, Justin says he wants this, and he was ready to list her as his beneficiary, but he doesn't want to be an option for her. And she says she stayed despite all the things. She brings up the Newton thing, and Dr. P is like, but Justin gave up his dog, so y'all both made sacrifices. Um, and then Dr. P says, well, the goal is to talk about today is to talk about sex and intimacy, and I'm wondering if, if these kinds of things are barriers for you all and why y'all haven't had sex yet. Alexis is frustrated, and she shares that she feels this conversation is inconducive, which I don't think is a real word, mm, but she feels it is inconducive to her mental health. I think it's just not conducive. That's the way Dr. Pia phrased it when she rephrased yeah, the statement. Inconducive. <laughs> A lot of stress, a lot of pressure on these people, so I'm gonna let it fly. But I was like, inconclusive. I was like, is that how you say that? I've yeah, never... I mean, maybe she thought she meant inconclusive, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, but I thought about it. I was like, I have, hmm, why haven't I heard that before? Because yeah. it's not a thing. But, anywho's, so she starts naming her feelings, <clears throat> and she says she feels isolated, unheard, and al- alone, and dismissed, a- and dismissed by both of them. Um, she talks about she's perceiving that they think that she's an unfit wife and Dr. P is like whoa well, where are you hearing that because no one said that and so this becomes like a very tit for tat kind of interaction between her and Dr. Pia. Dr. Pia is doing things that I would expect her to do um, in order to respond to someone like that but it is there's a lot of friction a lot of tension um, and so uh Alexis says they're just going to go to bed mad because it didn't solve anything. There was no actual help as far as, you know, well, maybe you should try going out twice a month instead of every week, you know. Um, so she feels like nothing was resolved. Justin then takes over, and he's like, no, we're going to bed mad because you said you didn't want to be married to me. Apparently, he took off his ring mm-hmm. at some point when she said that. He said it on, like, the little end table. So oh Dr. Pia brings attention to that. Alexis says she's not surprised. Let's see. He says, like... You know, he was hurt. His emotions are affected by that. She saw, She says she's sorry. Um, genuinely, he says it hurt him. And Dr. P, Dr. Pia says, so you took your ring off because it hurt you. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, so you took your ring off to hurt her. And he seems like that's like the most mind-blowing thing, that he didn't think that that would <laughs> hurt her. Um, so Dr. Pia like breaks it down and she's like, well, the ring is like a symbol of your marriage. And so you're symbolizing by taking off that you're not in this marriage. And he's, he's kind of like, well, based on what she said, uh, but essentially <laughs> Dr. Pia says they both have behaviors they need to like work on and change. The conversation never goes back to trust and intimacy. I mean, not sex, not trust and intimacy, sex and intimacy. I don't even know how Dr. Pia leaves this, this meeting. I just don't know what happens. Did, did you see something I didn't see? Because I was like, I don't know what's going on. It's just so much back and so, forth. Sorry. It's just, just crazy. Um, so literally, my issue, I had a lot of issues with this. Okay, but, but you didn't see her leave either. You didn't no, see anything I didn't. Up. Okay. And the thing is, like, is that, to Alexis's it. point, nothing really got resolved because... She just came and started some shit up and left. Right, because she really was, like, they were talking about the going out thing for quite a bit, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, well, you know, let's talk about the sex and intimacy, and it's like, but wait, like, 
can we solve this problem first before discussing something else? So, like, mm-hmm. to Alexis's point, it was kind of frustrating to just be like, oh, okay, so then, like, why aren't I fucking? And it's like, but we still haven't <laughs> figured out. Yeah, Dr. Like, P was trying to do, again, and this is the thing, we don't have regular intervention with these people, so the first time they sit down with someone, they don't care who it is. They're like, this is what's going on. And so for her to try to redirect it back to the purpose, it it shows that they have unresolved things that they should be talking with somebody about before they start mm-hmm. talking about sex and intimacy. They're not having sex or intimacy, so how right. are we just going to jump to that and exclude all the rest of the stuff? Yeah, that was really confusing for me because as someone who is super, like, type A, I'm like, well, wait. Like, I can't even move forward until we address this. So, like, is this mm-hmm. not going to get addressed? Um, so that was interesting. And then... I thought it was interesting that Justin, you know, and I, and I want to be mindful and, and polite when I say this, but, like, Ooh. when he talks sometimes, I'm just like, I don't even know what you're saying. Like, tell me what you really mean. Because he's sitting here and saying that there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance. Okay, so then what is the balance? What do you need like, yeah. say what you need. Like, it's not just, oh, well, she want to go out. She want to go out. She be out all weekend. She be out. Tell her what you need. Tell her, I only want you to go out once a month. I want you to go out twice a month. Or I don't mm-hmm. want you to go out zero. Like, I mean, articulate. And I think she even mentioned she was like, he said, um, it's not that he ever asks or suggests something for them to do. And she says, no. All he wants to do is sit at home. So for mm-hmm. me, it feels like maybe they're not connecting on like a, like just a let's go out and just do things. Like let's get out of the house. Like it seems like I don't think she necessarily needs to be out, like out, out. I think she wants to just go out and do things together. That could be going to a museum, going bowling. Like I just don't think she wants to sit at home and try and have sex because she's not attracted to him because she doesn't <laughs> want to be with him. So like I'm just trying to Yeah, I mean, in that little mutual apartment, like what are we going to do? And I think you could stay in, but I feel like there still had to be a plan. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Are we making uh, can't like when they did the little scrapbooking thing? I thought that was like good for them. But that, but to her point, it's like y'all just met each other. Y'all should be out like hitting the streets, like you know, date night, movies, beach. You're you're in California, (laughs) like y'all should be outside. A lot to do. So, like, to her point, it's like, why do you want to be all up at home, you know, watching TV? (laughs) We got life to live. Well, that's the thing, too. And her point is, like, I have friends. They're the people I feel comfortable around, and I want to see them. But then also, if I happen to see them at the club, that's that's where I'm going to see them at. But I'm also just like, what kind of – San Diego, is the nightlife popping? Like, I I just – I don't. I feel like they may be like out at some bars. Like, is she at the club club? Because like you know when we go out later on, it's mentioned that she is going to the club. I don't think there's no clubs here. Are there clubs here? Not a lot. Like you know, we just have a heavy bar scene. That's why I'm like, when we go out, it's like we're we're bar hopping. So it's not like clubbing. Um, But at the same time, I feel like she's just. I don't know. We'll get into it. But it's just when it comes down to it, she doesn't want to spend any time with this man because she's disgusted. Okay, his presence. So that's really <laughs> we'll all get this back matters. To it. Go ahead and take over. So <laughs> we get to Lindy and Miguel. Um, because Lindy and Miguel are just, you know, going and just doing amazing. They love each other. Life is great. Love is love. Um, they are sent an intimacy exercise and a special delivery. And it is a brown baby in a basket. 
They will be taking care of this baby to give them a glimpse of what their future holds, and they call the baby McGindy. (laughs) (laughs) McGindy. Um, So then they start playing. So Miguel's holding McGindy, um, (laughs) and they're playing like some sort of love Jenga. And so the first question is, is this a question? Okay. What bedroom activity do you want to try with me? So Lindy asks him to cover McGindy's ears, and she says she wants to do chocolate-covered strawberries in the bedroom. Is that an activity? I guess so. Um, I mean, that's kind of subjective. Like, what would you expect? Like, what position or what toys or like, what do you? What would you? I think she. I think they just want to eat chocolate-covered strawberries. That's okay. what it sounds like. I mean, um, you know how she was raised. So, <laughs> so then Miguel says something. I forgot what he pulls. It was, it was like do a body shot or something. Yeah. So Lindy is on. Shot like her confessional and she's like seemed like she was drunk at this confessional time i thought so too i was like (laughs) she's very like tipsy she's like i'm not a party girl um so i think she's drunk i think alexis was drunk i think you know like all y'all are just drinking um so then she takes the body shot well he was laying down and she takes the body shot so this was the not next a real one, body shot. It wasn't. I, no. I, I, that's she why I'm not even. picked a shot up off of his stomach. That's why I was like, was that's it. not what that is. But okay. Um, so then <sighs> the next one is gaze into each other's eyes for two minutes. I think they lasted 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Before he started moving the baby around. He started moving the baby around and like kiki and I was like, this is interesting that y'all can't like look in each other's eyes. But you know, whatever. Um, so then after that, they just start talking about the relationship and McGindy. <laughs> and Miguel says that, like, he is living his best love story and he is just so grateful that the 1% of relationships that Married at First Sight produces was theirs, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Did I miss anything? Um, no, they're talking about the wedding day. They're both just so over the moon, happy with each other. Blah, blah. Oh, McGindy. <sighs> yeah, a little, little McGindy hanging in there with them, too. So, that was good for them. Uh, let's see who we have up next. Kristen and Mitch Mitchell. Um, they are meeting with Dr. Pia as well. Actually, I guess Dr. Pia doesn't have time to visit Lindy and Miguel after the whole Alexis and Justin thing. Mm-hmm. Or she visits them and we just don't see it because there's nothing going on. However, uh, she visits Kristen and Mitch and asks them how they feel the trust is going. They both agree that it feels good. She gives them a stack of cards uh, to go through while she's watching them. So it's kind of interesting. I think Mitch pulls the first card and asks, like, who was your childhood? Hero or heroine? And he says that he <laughs> that <was> always, <laughs> when he couldn't read the card. He was like, heroine? <laughs> Yeah, heroin, heroin, drugs. Yeah. Um, So he says for him, his hero was always like the the like star of the action movie, like the big buff guy. And so he says when he used to like write stories, kind of like fan fictions, he he would always put himself in that role. Doctor P is like, okay, so you desire to be like the protector and the savior. Uh, It's Kristen's turn. She says her mom is a baddie. She's a single mom, a Cuban immigrant. Duh, duh, duh. That was so strange. What'd you say? Like, she's like, her mom's a baddie. I was like, that alone we could actually really unpack. But I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, So as Kristen is in the middle of, like, 
talking about her mom and stuff, Mitch is like, oh, I want to challenge that. Like, if did you feel that way, like, when you were a kid? Because the question is about, like, your childhood hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Kristen has, like, a visible reaction. Dr. Pierre inquires about it. And he says, well, he was just asking because she was using, like, some present tense um, mm-hmm. words about, like, things her mom is doing now. And he just wanted to make sure she was accurately answering the question. Right. She starts crying, and she's like, I just want you to be like, that sounds amazing. What a great story. It took a lot for her to share and be vulnerable. And all he could do is, like, make sure she's answering the question correctly. Uh, so he kind of apologizes. They both apologize, whatever, move on. The next <laughs> card says, what kind of, like, how do they think their children will become? They kind of agree that it would be like they would run a tight ship as parents, which seems interesting for those two. I wouldn't guess that, but they say it would be a combination between the rule follower and the rebel. Uh, Dr. Pia asks about how the sex life is going. They say they put the brakes on a couple weeks ago um, because of the situation Mitch already told us about. Dr. Pia's like, well, can we know what the situation is? Mitch says he really doesn't remember. Kristen is like, well, I don't want to say anything if he doesn't feel comfortable with me saying it, he kind of agrees that it's maybe in the best interest that he, she doesn't say anything. So I'm not sure. It sounds embarrassing, I guess. Maybe. Uh, maybe more embarrassing for him. Uh, so Kristen goes on to tell us she really liked the emotional intimacy they had last week. She says he was attentive, vulnerable, and open. And she would need a few more good weeks with him before she's ready to be sexually intimate again. So, my question now is, like, what do you think the joke was? Um, okay, so she was, she got upset about the joke. He was not. Um, so, okay, so they're in a position, they're having sex, and he's like, I mean, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I actually have a sense of humor. So, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, what could he have said to make her be like, Ugh, unless he was like, oh, it's a little dry down there. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so I do you think the joke know. was about him or about her? Like, I don't know. You think it was about Kristen her? Like, is just, she kind of, honestly, this whole, this scene actually made me look at her a little bit different because, what a reach about the question about her mom and like her crying. I was like, what is wrong with you? Hmm. Like, it just really felt very like she just really overreacted. Um, and her saying it was vulnerable for her to share that. How? How? So I, I just mean, don't, I, I just don't know. Like, I feel like she kind of has a tendency to overreact or not even overreact, but just like, take it a step further than what it really is so with this mm-hmm. joke i don't know it could have just been what's that noise or i don't know i, I don't know yeah. i wish they just fucking tell us <laughs> i wish so too and i'm, I'm hope, hoping she tells like the girls or something but um yeah i'm not sure i thought at first like he was joking about him like maybe he couldn't hold an erection or like something strange happening i didn't think he would make a joke about her because it seems like he would know, like, she's a little more reactive to that kind of thing. But, I mean, there was, I think it was this scene where he was saying, like, he's experienced a lot of things with sex as far as, like, bodily fluids and noises and things like that. 
he just doesn't see it as serious as most people make it out to be like oh it's this special thing like in movies mm-hmm. how nothing goes wrong and everything is just you know 10 out of 10 but in yeah, real life it's not true. like that that is very true and i actually appreciate him saying like you know like sex is not always going to just be like this just magical movie romantic comedy type shit if you have never had sex let me let you know it is not like the movies it is not like the movie so like i appreciate (laughs) it for being like sometimes you know it's funny so things go wrong right so all the time fucking knows so something probably something might have went wrong and then he might have made a comment or whatever went wrong um yeah so that's where they are, not having sex, so <laughs> cheers. Um, oh, that was mine. Go ahead. Um, you keep getting these easy bullshit people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lindy and Miguel, um, they are getting into bed with McGindy. <laughs> um, he's, cuddling. <laughs> he's cuddling with the baby. Um, she says that she's getting jealous because how is he going to cuddle her? So then he like cuddles the baby and then like puts his arm around her. But then like it's just, you know, it's a full it's a full bed. OK, the baby, McGinty, them. <laughs> um, the baby starts crying and it's like a really weird cry. And so she starts to hold the baby and she's like, I think it's just glitching. Um, and then they just start laughing and she's holding the baby and they try and go to sleep. And I think that was about it. That's really about it. <laughs> <sighs> next we get like a little package of everyone doing their intimacy questions out of the jar one of the questions is the toughest toughest experience you've had to overcome in your life mitch shares him and Kristen are doing theirs on a beach um and he shares that he tried to start a sunscreen business for surfer for surfers using like non-plastic applicator or something like that it didn't take off, and when that happened and he finally gave up on it, he felt really depressed. He starts to get a little emotional thinking about his dream uh, that got deferred and kind of led him into his career path now. He started volunteering, getting more involved in environmentalism, and now he's getting paid to do it. So he shares that. Um, Kristen pulls one that asks about favorite sex positions. She yells out to whoever is listening. She really likes doggy style because it feels good. <laughs> no, she said she yells out. She, she did you hear? Did you notice? It was like, oh, I like doggy style. It was like doggy style. Yeah, like, like she like. <laughs> I, I don't know if she was just trying to like put on for the camera, but she just like doggy style because it's obvious. It it is. feels good. Yeah, it was I a was bit like, much. Um, <laughs> it's obvious. And he kind of says like in his Cheshire cat. Uh, appearance he's like yeah I think that's a good one for me too it gives me a good ending and she's like well what do you mean and he's like because I'll have an orgasm it's, right obviously it's a little, <laughs> little descriptive here but she was just like what does that mean I'm like you've never heard of girl <sighs> and so he feels like he's in like in doggy style he can be he can have good amount of control but he says mm-hmm. he also likes to be out of control we're learning a lot about Mitch um, and the kinds of things that he enjoys in his sexual life. He says he likes being in control. He likes being out of control. He likes when she's on top. He likes to be on top. Um, and so all she can really respond is like, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, that was but weird. I don't know if this is moving their sex meter. Obviously, she's not like further. having good sex. You said she's not having what? I don't think she's having good sex. Because just the way she responded, it was just like, um, 
cool. Her. Just the way she was looking at him, I was like, so you well, not having good sex. Alexis don't want to have sex. Who else are I think, sex? I think if I was in her <laughs> position, like, I'd be like, this, let's save this conversation for later, maybe. Because he started going, like, maybe not too far into it, but, like, they're not having sex. So I don't know if it's, like, time or place. Uh... And I also, I'm getting the impression that Mitch has some kinks that he hasn't explored with her, so. Mm, we'll I don't see. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, did you get to the part where um, he asked her how she likes to be held? Oh, I skipped over that. But yeah, so one of the questions, how do you like to be held, show me. <laughs> they lay on their side. The dog's digging in the sand. I didn't find anything notable there, so I just skipped it. Well, I just thought it was funny because um, he likes laying on her chest. So he, like, laid on her, like, chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she says, don't suck my nipple. Yeah, because he was saying something like, isn't this how we were, like, as kids? Or yeah. we just want to be babies? Yeah. Do you think he should have sucked her nipple? I think so. Well, maybe she <laughs> needs her nipple sucked. She I might mean, like she it. Just, I don't know. Just, That's the thing. Gotta... She just seems so, I don't, I was like, everyone wants, needs to loosen the fuck up. Like, everyone's just so, like, <laughs> ah. I was like, oh, my God. <sighs> it's um, a little serious for them. It's very serious. Yeah. Okay, so I will go into Morgan and Ben. Oh, finally. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have much, y'all. Um, oh, goodness. They are sitting on the sofa. Morgan looks disgusted. Um, she's in her, um, what are they called? Her scrubs. Her scrubs. Um, he asks her if she's ready for this and she says, no. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So then Dr. Pia comes in, the saga continues. Um, the gist is that Morgan feels like Ben has not given her an emotional apology. Um, and he does not give her any type of emotional responses. Um, Ben says that he needs a calm tone to discuss conflict Otherwise, he feels that he's, like, talking to his dad, and his dad would always talk down to him, so that's kind of, like, that trigger for him. He also says it's very hard for him to articulate his words, and he doesn't want to say the wrong things. Y'all, in his confessional, this man man. is just beat down to the ground. Like, he is, like, moments away from crying. Like, he's hurt Morgan. He lied to her face. You know, he disrespected her. He, you know, betrayed her trust. Y'all, I can't lie. Like, I, I'm, I'm done with all of this. Mm. Um, done with it all. I feel very bad for Ben because I feel like he's just, like, a masochist. Like, you know, it's okay. Like, we fall down, but we get up. <laughs> and this just constant, like, apologizing. Like, I'm just, I'm yeah. disgusted. Um, so... The gist is that Morgan is never going to forgive him. And, like, this couple is DOA. So we need to go ahead and just move forward. Um, anything you got from this? Yeah, I mean, it's just really obvious that this he is terrified. And I guess terrified he says as her. much, too. He's like, I'm scared. Like, she reminds me of my dad. So I was like, Jesus, this is awful. But I also thought it was interesting how Dr. P was saying that Ben is being vindictive and saying half truth. So I was like, who's she talking about you, Dr. P? I don't know what. <laughs> some of the things that Dr. P was saying, I was like, where are you talking about? Yeah, like, and I couldn't tell. Kind of like hot takes. And me. I wasn't like, is she just asking him if he feels like he's being vindictive? But she didn't do. She didn't phrase it as a question. So I was just like, I don't really know, Dr. P, if you're seeing something that we're not seeing. But like, this is not good. 
Yeah, it was it was kind of tough to watch. Ben is really like struggling through his words in this scene and trying to like take accountability, but just be like, I'm running. Like he doesn't know what to. He's just trying to make it stop. I think so. He's just saying whatever it would take to make everything stop. But Jeez. I think the thing Doctor Pia does hit on is like, can he empathize with where he, with where Morgan is at instead of just trying to like smooth it over? Like, does he really get it? Like the emotional side, but who cares? <laughs> I feel like there's like with Ben, I see, I see what they're talking about. Cause he's very like in his head, it's all on logic and he just wants things to make sense. But I think that's just based on his anxiety. And so he's I, not I think, in a safe space. And I, yeah, I he, he can't. Yeah. He doesn't feel safe. So he's not able to access his emotions is what I think is happening. Absolutely. Um, He's just, you know, surviving instead of thriving. Poor Ben, man. I love that kid, but I'm like, this boy needs to be delivered. The other thing we noticed with Ben, oh, did you get to the part about him saying a massage? Yeah, he was just like, (laughs) I think Dr. Pia was like, what do you think she needs or, you know, what type of apology (laughs) might she enjoy? And he was like, I don't know, maybe a massage. And I was like, what? (laughs) yeah doctor he was like i don't know how to apologize but also like i kind of get it because he's like what else do you the fuck you want want me to put my hands on you service you like what more can i give uh it was so challenging i I don't i don't don't blame him you need a massage shit one of the things ben did give us in this scene was his uh partially unbuttoned shirt it wasn't just the top button it wasn't just the second button I think he went down to like the mid button. You can see his little gold chains on. I was really been trying to give us a show, even though he's sitting here. <laughs> he don't know what's going on with this girl. <laughs> he was prepared to give us a massage. <laughs> and I would have taken him off. I was like, like, look at his little Perfect. chest out. That's let's, inappropriate. Dr. P is here, Ben. Button up. But anytime somebody asks, I mean, I will never <laughs> turn down a massage. Okay? So she's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. Uh, we transitioned over to. Alexis and Justin. <laughs> Do you want me to take this one? I just have a couple of brief notes. You can fill in the blank. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're going through questions. Goodness, this is such a toxic scene. Get these two it? out of here. Maybe you should do because I don't know. You sound like you have more than I got, but... All I got from it was she's going over the part again where in his vows, he's like, I want you to be free. I want you to be yourself. And he clarifies that he wants a balance of those things. After that, they tran- not transition, but she says what upsets her is when he's not transparent about how he feels, and he feels like apparently she doesn't get him. That's really all I got in this section before we go into the next scene with them. Yeah, so they were doing like the questions, and I think the first one was, um, what is she like working hard on in the relationship? And she said that she's working hard to change how she responds to him. Mm. And he says he's trying to change how he makes her feel. I was like, this is, those two statements alone, mm-hmm. like, this is not, <laughs> this is not a safe space. Um, he says, again, this whole balance thing, but again, like, I think he needs to be more specific. She says that she's not a homebody, and, like, their type of fun is just different. And he says he thinks it's okay to sit the fuck down and enjoy being home and let her body rest. <laughs> She says he underestimates the turn up. She would go out Tuesday through Sunday and still wake up for work. Yeah. She could be doing worse is what she's saying. 
So then she asks, um, what upsets you worse in a relationship? Or, like, what don't you like in a relationship? And he was just like, oh, well, everything about me. And it's just like, Justin, <laughs> Imagine if your spouse said, it's okay to sit the fuck down and enjoy being <laughs> home. You need to let your body rest. And now here's the thing, because like I love being at home, but I also like doing things. So I like being out in nature. You know, we have dogs, so we can't just sit in the house. And, I, and again, like I thought he would understand that. Like you just, you gotta, you, you can get out and enjoy, but also like, don't they both work from home? Yeah, I think he definitely works from home. I can't remember what she does. And then he that. wants to sit at home on the weekends? In yeah. San Diego? He wants to sit at home with her, though. He doesn't want to sit there by himself. Okay, he and do what? To sit there. And do what? Watch Stare TV? Stare at each other. And, and maybe the non-sex he's been showing they're having? Her. You know, we haven't heard about lately from him his penis. And so, mm. well, I, I mean, well, well, let's get into that. That must have been when he was them. confident, but. Hmm. Well, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the piece of meat himself. information has been lacking. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard any updates there, so hmm. who knows? He curses a lot. Did you notice that? Um, I think he so. he likes to add a couple Fs in there, and I'm like, I don't know. It's interesting. And he's, About what now? Just anything. Like anytime he's talking to her, he'll just start like he just curses. Oh, and I just thought it was very interesting. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, to each his own, but I was like, you ain't gonna curse. <laughs> you need to chill, actually. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I'm a lady, so like, you need to, you need to chill. Like, chill. Um, but yeah, I just noticed that because he just added that unnecessary fuck and like, it's okay to sit down and enjoy being home and let your body rest. I'm like, body rest from mm. what? You're literally working from home. He don't work out. <laughs> so what are we resting from? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, yes. Okay. And oh wait, so should we, I should I take oh. Mitch since I was kind of talking? To oh yeah, take them, and I'll go into okay. the fun stuff. Um, so Mitch and Kristen, they are having some sort of sexy time. Mitch is lying on the ground. He says, "I'm ready." <laughs> so she ready. comes out. He's lying on the ground. Um, they are exploring their bodies without words or jokes. Kristen said that she wants to be intimate without being intimate, and she wants to see what they like or just like with touch. Um, so then he, like, starts – no, she touches, like, some things on him. He touches some things on her. It's great. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. They, like, touching each liked, other. She liked everything um, that yeah. he did, which was, you know, hip, hip, hooray for y'all. Good for them. I'm very happy. Uh, let's see. In our next scene, Stasha and Nate show up somewhere, and they call it a sex dungeon. There's no instructor there, so I'm, I think, glad for that. Um, at first, I thought there was someone, like, greeting them and going to show them what to do, uh, but there's, like, some things spread out throughout the room that they w can try. Um, he opens up this screaming O thing, and she asks if he's going to put that on his tongue. He says, yes very quickly which i was like okay uh so he does that and then he puts his mouth on the back of her neck she says he could try that somewhere else 
this is supposed to be her like relinquishing some control. That's why they're at this this place. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some fuzzy cuffs, and he handcuffs her to the bed. He asks her to open up. It says he's gonna put something in her mouth. Uh, it's whipped cream. Nate has taken his shirt off at this point. I don't know where his clothes are, but he is just wearing his pants and socks. And Sasha is wearing what she came in, which is like some leggings and a black top. Uh, at some point, Nate pulls the covers over his head and in a way that would remind me of uh, performing oral in this room with, with everyone around. I'm not quite sure what's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, she's pulling away. Like, she, she can't move so far because she's restrained. But he's like has her under the covers doing whatever in front of everyone. She's blindfolded. So I was like, this is this is interesting. Um at one point she's like far up the bed. Like she's really like trying to run. It's it's interesting. Uh the scene changes just suddenly and next thing you know we see Stasha on the sex swing. There's like a sex swing that's on the door. And um She's like, like this, and he's like, yeah, and then there's like some, some dry humping going on. It's it seems like an awkward place to be as a Karen person. I'll say that, but hopefully, it seems like they had some sex. Hope I, I guess I don't, I don't know. So for me, like this bed, this room, how many people have had sex in this bed is the question I'm asking. Well, if I was strange. confused because I'm like the decor. I'm like, where are we? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I would have sex there. Yeah, I just was confused as to, like, what is this place? Like, you know, I like a more modern style. Like, shit's everywhere. I'm like, what is this? Um, And then secondly, so I connected with Stasha when she was, like, blindfolded on the bed because she looked so uncomfortable because it's like, where are you? What are you about to do? I literally quoted, wait, 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 wait. Come on now. Wait. Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> like, cause she's literally like, what's happening? Yeah. But when she was in the swing, she was much more calm. And I think when she wasn't she, blindfolded? Well, when she wasn't blindfolded, but also she was restrained. So, like, she yeah. couldn't move. So, I was like, interesting. Yeah. So, I think he just needed to restrain her, her bottom, like, her bottom legs, and then also restrain the top. And then he's got it. Yeah, I mean, if she could just see, she'd probably be more willing because that's mm-hmm. what she said before. She's like, if you tell me this, like, I need to go check to see if this guy is blue. But at the same time, it's like, you also, I guess that's probably, like, the, the last step for her. It's like, you need to be able yeah. to, like, kind of trust that, like, even if you're blindfolded and can't do anything. Yeah. Like, but I'm sure that that takes a lot of time, though. Like, she just met this man. Yeah, and she needed to see what's coming, like... <laughs> I don't know, right? You, you never know. And then the whole thing with the whipped cream, I hate whipped creams. I would have been like, Do ugh. I don't like whipped cream. She spit it out. He was like, why you spit it out like that? Like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't like whipped cream. Like, do not put that in my mouth, please. Of course. So this looked to me like a fun activity exercise. Aside yeah, from fun. Aside from uh, just the scenery and the, the place we were. But all in all, I was like, okay, look at look at them. Trying to do something. There's a little seems to be a vibe. Nate seems confident, so like, why not let that happen? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully she's she's gonna let him take control. I would let. Never mind. Anyways, I mean, <sighs> I feel like confidence is infectious. So like, if you have a confident spouse, mm-hmm. like who you trust and you feel safe with, 
then that makes all the difference versus, you know, a gentleman who is just content with leaving his dog out at a hostel <laughs> and is Take crying. us into it, why don't you? <laughs> just not, okay, it. so Alexis and Justin. Alexis has on, like, I don't know. A, a halter top. A halter top. Her boobs are looking good. And then, like, some sort of, like, pants. <laughs> It looks like, uh, what are those things that people go to, like those festivals, like festival? Oh, yeah. I actually love those pants. I don't know what they're called. I don't know if I would have worn this for like a sexy. So basically, she's there trying to break the ice and to be more romantic and sexy. It's an interesting outfit she chose to do this in. Mm -hmm. Um, A poll has been set up. She says in her confessional, because they've struggled with intimacy, she wants to kind of like, I don't know, do something sexy for him. So... She says in her talking head that she does desire him and wants him. It's news to me. News um, to me as well. So she gets on the pole and does some things. Um, I was expecting a little bit more, but she just kind of like moves around a little. He looks so happy. He like, does, even as she's like falling on the ground. Like he just looks so appreciative. Like he's like like when she busts her ass trying to do whatever she was trying to do, he doesn't even laugh. Like, he mm-hmm. just smiles, and he just, it looks like he really appreciates the effort. And I was just like, well, this is sweet. I mean, too bad she's not attracted to him, but he seemed really <laughs> like, he was just like, you look good. Like, you look so good. He was just so appreciative. So they sit back down. I noticed that, like, there was no kissing or, like, touching. Yeah, you can't touch the dancers. I mean, but but if I just was on the pole and, like, you don't reach for me at all, it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe, obviously, that he, he, she's just not comfortable with him. Um, he says that he appreciates her um, doing that, and he appreciates the effort. So then they start to play the blindfold game. Not familiar with this game. Um, yeah, that's not the, what I've called things the blindfold game before, but I wasn't like, let me just talk. To you. <laughs> this isn't a game, first of all. So they play the blindfold game where it's you put the I blindfold imagined. on, and then I guess you just talk freely. <laughs> speak freely. Exactly. Yeah, you speak freely, and the other person can't. <laughs> and they can't interrupt. Ooh, fun. Um, so she puts on the blindfold first, and he says that he appreciates her and how happy she is in her own skin, but he feels like he is number two. He doesn't think he'll ever be number one in her life. He doesn't think she's ready to be married. And he's frustrated that she doesn't ask him how he feels about Maya. Damn. They want different things. He is questioning the marriage. But his love hasn't changed for her. But he is cautious as fuck now. Mm. Then he says, damn, that felt good. And so then she takes off the blindfold. He asks her if she's all right. She says, yeah. And he says, cool beans. Mm. So then he puts the blindfold on. She says that she knows that she's a great woman and she will make someone extremely happy. She's thankful for what he's taught her, the good times and bad. His family is wonderful and she appreciates them and him and that's it. Mm. So then she takes out the blindfold. He says, is that it? And she says, yeah. And so he says, pinky promise? I don't really understand mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. this is I necessary. I guess she never, she never pinky promises unless it's serious is what but I But why are you pinky promising to, like, that's all I meant to say? Because I think he expected her to say, like, this is the same thing, like, when they were at that dinner for the 
for the month anniversary. So she was like, I don't have nothing to say. He's like, you ain't got to say nothing about it. You ain't got nothing to share. <laughs> you know, you don't want to say nothing bad, nothing good. And she'd oh be God. like, no. So then Alexa says in her confessional that she doesn't want to attack him. Like, he already knows how she's feeling. And if he doesn't think that she's ready to be married to him, then maybe that's not the person she should be married to. And she says right now she's choosing silence. Hmm. Oh, my God. Wolf. Um, okay. On a lighter note, though, uh, my friends Lindy and Miguel are still here. <laughs> and <laughs> just doing jack shit. Like, why are they even in the episode? Playing with However, the baby. They have their baby, and apparently the baby's been waking up at night every two hours, and Miguel has done the job of taking care of little McGindy, um, walking around with him every two hours at night, and then tomorrow night, uh, Lindy's supposed to jump in and help. That's that's kind of what I got. Anything else? No, that's literally it. <laughs> so then, we get into another girls and guys outing. They have had... 10 million outings of mm-hmm. the girls and the guys, and I don't know if that's good or not. So the boys are out there playing basketball, and the girls are at the beach. <laughs> I have in my notes here too much hanging out with the other couples. Mm. Um, well, so, McGindy comes. McGindy's yes, yes. So McGindy kind of comes. Place. Miguel brings his son McGindy. Um, it's a really difficult to like take notes because they're going back and forth here, so bear with me, y'all. Um, so Lindy says the baby's on demon mode. It cries all the time. Um, but it is making her want to have a baby with Miguel, but she also wants birth control. Cause not right now. Um, they start talking about Morgan and Ben. Ben says that Morgan wants an emotional apology. Nate says, what does that mean? Ben says she wants him to say it with emotion. Mm. Miguel says she probably means like an intellect, like a intellectual apology or like something with like meaning behind it. Nate says, "How will she be able to emotionally receive this apology if she's defensive?" It's a great question, Nate. Um, all the girls are apparently very angry for Morgan because she's great. Who knew? Mm. Um, ben says he's very intimidated and he hid from her. Mitch says Ben is internalizing everything, and he did things wrong, but he's blaming himself for everything. Kristen and Mitch say they are not having sex, um, but Mitch says that he still isn't sure where he's at. He can't imagine himself. He's not sure if he can imagine himself with her for the rest of his life, but if things are going well, then he's happy to say yes on decision day. Kristen says that she is ready to stop pushing him away and to stop kind of holding what happened on the honeymoon against him. She says it's not the marriage that she imagined, but he is a very good man who means well. Lindy says she has to teach him how to not be a bitch. Hmm. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. She hates him. (laughs) I was like, what does that even mean? Um, So then uh lindy says that in her confessional that it is hard to go on this roller coaster with them and their relationship alexa says that her Im- her image of marriage was them going places together mm-hmm. and he wants to spend all his free time with her and she says she feels like she's a child on punishment in her confessional she says that her relationships before were super fun lots of passion exploration spontaneity He's the first partner to be this defensive and sensitive. Ooh. Justin says that her going out every weekend is single people shit. 
Nate says he would feel very uncomfortable. And Mitch says that it goes both ways. It's not just a girl thing. Like, if he was going out all the time, it would be, you know, uncomfortable as well. Nate says that that is college shit. Every weekend is too much. Why do you want to be a wife? I was Justin, so surprised that Nate is arguing for Justin. Yeah, I things must change because I was like, this is interesting. Justin says it's like she doesn't feel. It's like she doesn't want to spend time with him. Wow, Justin just came <laughs> to that conclusion. Nate says that Alexis is not in this. He said he was very disappointed with her with the Morgan Ben situation. And Justin says that she doesn't want him, and she doesn't reciprocate the energy when they're being intimate. She just sits there. Damn. It's hurtful because he questions her intentions, and she just doesn't want to be with him. And she told Dr. Pia that she doesn't want to be with him, and it hit him harder than he thought. Woo. I know. Any, any. No, I was just surprised that <laughs> Nate was like, who is this woman? She's gossiping and going to the club every uh -huh. weekend. And I was like, look at Nate feeling for Justin. But then they, so I watched uh, the after party and they showed that clip and it was Alexis, Stasha, and Beth from Married at First Sight, uh, Charlotte. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Alexis says that she feels like Nate, like she can't fault Nate for saying that because he's only being presented with one side. Okay. And but then Stasha's she's going to girl. Morgan telling her everything. And then Stasha says that, you know, Nate was just hearing what Justin had said and you know he's entitled to his own opinion. I was like, okay, look at you. Get your man. Yeah. I mean, you don't see Stasha going over here meddling in people's relationships. Exactly. So like, yeah. So you know, I'm so curious what it's like when he does try and initiate um, physical intimacy. <laughs> like, where's like, the camera for that? Like, what do we think that looks like? Because he said she's just laying there, but it's like... Well, he she... was like, I could kiss her and then nothing would happen. So, I'm like, is he just So, like, like she wouldn't kiss him back? Like, you know, I, I guess, details. like, I don't know if he, like, trying to rub her booty or, like, if he's Okay, but he has... But again, like, he like has what? to be more direct. Like, he's got to take control. Well, they were already walking around naked, like, a while ago, so I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's uh, even worse. <laughs> it's been weeks, right? Like, since the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not oh, sure, like, goodness. who ain't getting what they need as far as, like, oh, So then after she did the, the whatever strip tease or whatever, you think they just went, they just went to bed? Um, I don't know if she's walking around naked anymore. She might be wearing pajamas. <laughs> So after that, you'd be like, all right, well, good night. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's I'll sad. i some more. <laughs> but why won't she at least let him, like, how do I say this? Perform like, oral? Yes, like, service her. Like, if you're not, or maybe she's just like, I don't even want you near my body. That's tough, Justin. Yeah, I feel like sometimes Ooh. we try to use that as a gateway. And sometimes you just you don't want... You can't do <laughs> Poor Justin, man. Sometimes I mean, that's where it stops. Uh, but, I mean, he can't even get there. That's, that's very That seems like a personal issue. It's not that hard to... Uh, well, I don't know. Consent matters. Uh, <laughs> that's but, true, I guess. Goodness. This is it just sad. doesn't seem like there's no opportunity to to not do that but I don't know yeah. well, I don't know how she coming to bed and <laughs> what's going on <laughs> physically oh between them because the bed the, their beds are not that big where they like have they're not to be so it's like yeah I mean look I get it like is Justin my cup of tea 
No. <laughs> if you were married to him, would you have sex with him? You know, that's a really tough question. Would it depend on what he's, how he's trying to initiate? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So, like, I don't like subtle shit. Mm, preach let me know <laughs> so like we we just we just kiki in like we're just like you know what are we what what's what are we doing what do you want like just be he he i don't know if he's able to be like direct and not even aggressive but just like take I like charge assertiveness yes um, let's just be a little bit of assertive and so i i don't know what he's doing he's like oh she don't reciprocate and it's like well what are you giving out if it's just a little tap tap on the like, ass you know. then like no like he's that. like rubber her <laughs> rubbing like, her no, hair. No. <laughs> Being like, no. baby, you want to wear these pajamas or these no. ones? <laughs> you, no. You have to be a little bit more assertive than that. Would you um, allow this man into you if you were married to him? I don't think I could. I feel like I would have a really hard time like with the physicality of him and then like the mannerisms. I don't know if I could get uh, my body ready. For, so if he were saying, <laughs> okay, so what if he were saying, what if he was on his knees? <laughs> and you and was just ready to be of service. If I was drunk, I may. Wow. I may. Well, she drunk all the time, so I guess that's. I, guess I mean, if he true. was drunk and had like a different personality, I could maybe see that oh, being more attractive. If he drunk was like, and a different personality. <laughs> well, you know how sometimes people feel more like uh, emboldened within drunk. Yeah. If he was drunk and became like more assertive, then I'd be like. Okay, I see what you're saying. Maybe we could do step one. And that's it. <laughs> What's step one? <laughs> step one is the surfacing, you know. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. okay. Check well. step one off and see how that goes. But if that's terrible, we're not <laughs> having to have a step two. <laughs> well, I guess Alexa's not letting them even get to step one, which is unfortunate. See? I mean, you never you might have something there. We don't, we, we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, can you take us into the next scene? Oh, yes. So speaking of these same people, <laughs> we get more apartment camera footage of Alexis and Justin. Very confusing. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's happening. So I may need a little help here. But the apartment's in the, in the I mean, not the apartment, the camera's in the kitchen. They are in the bathroom, I guess. Newton's in the kitchen because he's just wandering around. But somehow they're arguing about the stuff said during the blindfold game. The producer comes into the bathroom to check on... Alexis? Okay. What was that exactly? Because the producer comes in and I'm like, what triggered her to come in? Exactly. So she comes in and it's now like she's being the expert because she's like, <laughs> what happened? Did y'all talk about this and that? And each person is saying their side. And he's like, well, I don't want her in the club every weekend. And she's like, both of y'all need to come to the kitchen table. So she sits him down at the kitchen table. It's, it's strange. She sits him down at the kitchen table and he says he doesn't feel wanted. And it's not because she's not sleeping with him, but he just feels like the energy isn't matching up, blah, 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 blah. We don't really go anywhere in this conversation. <laughs> Nothing. Um, but it's basically like her saying, like, yeah, I hear you. I apologize. Da, da, da. And him being like, I just don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like you are in it. So what else so did you gather from that? I, I guess I, I came here with questions because I'm like, okay, girl, I don't have any why? <laughs> why was the producer there? Did this I, warrant I don't her know. I intervention? 
Yeah, I was like, I, apparently they were in the bathroom having this conversation back and forth. So then, like, I, when she, she came in, I was like, oh, okay, did somebody put their hands on someone? Or <laughs> right. What? I was, uh, we need answers. And I didn't hear that anyone, like, had was touched physically. No one was crying. They were just talking about the same thing. And both of them were saying, like, it's really hard every day, da, da, da. But nothing, like, substantial where I would be like, okay, uh, Castie or whoever, like, we need to talk to you now. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Again, these people need weekly couples therapy to really work, to be successful. I just don't know why why they aren't uh, getting it. Uh, anything else about this episode? <laughs> no, I just, okay. I just really was so, con- I really thought you were going to have the answers. Why is this producer here? And she, like, girl, oh, I don't know. She like she's done this before for them. She's like, know. what's going on, y'all? I'm like, you tell yeah. us. What you here for? And then, like, Alexis goes and, like, puts dishes in the dishwasher. And I'm like, I don't, is, are, is anyone in distress? No. That's the thing. They weren't even filming. So you had to come in from outside or somewhere with the camera crew. I don't know if y'all was down the hall. Like, maybe this was during someone else's meeting with Dr. Pia where she came in, but like they weren't actively filming at that point uh, for someone to come in. So I'm like, maybe they got loud and people heard them in the hallway, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I did want to tell you, I did see a little bit of uh, Married at First Sight UK recently. Ooh. I yes. know. That show is in shambles. Um <laughs> As far as these couples, it seems like all of them aren't doing well. Uh, I think two of them are already living apart, and one of them, the guy, is really turned off because the woman keeps talking about sex. He feels like she's vulgar. And um, that's not something that happens. Like, you know, here in the States, we can talk about sex very openly. Apparently, other people are a little more tight-lipped about about sex. Ooh, they'd hate me. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess they were like at dinner and she said something like, oh, if you put that sauce on your knob, like I'd be all over you or something like that. And yes. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And so he was like, this is disgusting. Wow. (laughs) I can't be married to this woman. Stop. (laughs) I was was like, Justin's dream. Oh. So I'm going to try to... Um, but literally the show Sex Education is from the UK. I love Sex Education. That's a good show. Sex Education is amazing. And like they're, they need to chill. But that's a, sh- okay. that's a scripted show. And this is... It's true. This, this is real life. life. This so, man said you're so vulgar. Wow. He he was like, you're making me go in on myself. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like you and your penis goes inward into your body. Like instead of becoming more erect, oh, like it goes no. inside. It. Oh, he's got some problems. He was like, you're making me go in on myself, which means, like, the ultimate oh. turn off. Um, yeah. Well, then that so, sounds like a personal I'm gonna problem. Try to, <laughs> how do we watch try, this? I'm gonna, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to try to find it again. Because um, I was like, wow, there was, there's another couple where the man, I guess the one was, like, trying offering the sex to him as well. And he was just, like, scared. I don't know. It's, it's strange vibes in the UK. But <laughs> Yeah, are y'all okay over there? I wonder. I do wonder where this streams at. Let's see. You can stream it on. Oh, Discovery. Wait, is it on Discovery Plus? Another Discovery. I mean, I another like streaming Discovery service. Plus, but I don't know if it's actually on there. Where can I watch Murder First Sight on UK on 
You can stream for free on E4's website, which has new episodes from the current season, season seven, as well as episodes from the past six seasons. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Well, you guys, you heard it here first. You can stream it on E4's website, wherever that is, for free. Um, so I will be um, utilizing that for a little bit of extra drama. Um, but yeah, I was like very surprised. And this couple, the man that was saying she's so vulgar, he has like face tattoos. And so I thought, not to be presumptuous, but I was like, you scared of is she trying to take you out under the table? Like, I don't know. So I thought that was interesting. That was what I watched this week. Just very interesting. What did you watch this week? Um, what was I watching this week? I, like I said, I've been reading. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I watched a little bit of, damn, what have I been watching, y'all? I don't know if I've been watching anything. Hmm. It, it's been a pretty slow. Tamara has been watching Mahogany. Tell them about Mahogany. Oh, yeah, I've been, so, you know, Gracie watches um, the Hallmark Channel, and so they have a Mahogany section that is for the African-Americans, um, and they have been just, you know, really putting in some work with their marketing budget, and they play the same commercials for these Mahogany movies, and that is all I've been watching, really, truly, is that. I feel like I'm missing something, and it'll probably come to me after we stop recording. Um mm. But yeah, that's all I've been watching is Mahogany on Hallmark um, and ads for The Handmaid's Tale coming back. I can't wait. Oof. I just cannot wait. Exceptional show. Okay. Sounds good to me. If you guys, I think you might need some kind of VPN to watch uh, I feel like I'm, UK I'm shows. missing something. Yeah, you probably do. I am Ugh. missing something. I know I watched something. But just like, ugh, damn, I can't. Oh, Housewives. I've been watching um, Beverly Hills. I binge watched like three of the episodes when they were in Aspen. And so that's been taking Ooh. up a lot of my time as well. Because, you know, I love the Housewives. Sounds good. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. So, we'll be back next week next uh, with week. more Married at First Sight. I don't remember seeing the next episode. Did, did we see a sneak peek for next week? <clears throat> Let me. I don't I think remember we seeing. Did but it, it seems like a little bit more arguments. I know this is the one where like, um, I think they're oh. gonna meet with Pastor Cal and he's gonna be like talking to Stasha like, oh, you've never cheated, and she's like, I have. Like, that's wait, the are they going on? It. Um, what's it called? Will they go on their trip together? What's that? Is that next? Trip. Remember, they trip. all go and like on the couples the retreat or something. No, I don't think that's coming up yet. Oh damn. When will it end, y'all? I don't know, but I am seeing... It looks like I may be able to... Can I stream this? Okay, well, while you figure that out, we will... have to sign in or register to watch. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll have maybe a UK um, uh, something to share with y'all about how to watch Married at First Sight UK. Um, You know, like us on... Everywhere you can find us, stream us, love us, leave us, don't leave us. Don't leave us. Listen to us. We love you guys. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.